Welcome, everybody, to We Geek Podcast. Today is Wednesday, June 28th. This is episode 106. I am Logan. I'm joined by my good friend Adam. What up? And this week, uh, we've got a special guest with us uh, for at least a good chunk of the podcast. I finally, finally talked my girlfriend Chantel into coming on. Say hey. Hi. <laughs> Yay. I'm doing a round of applause. I don't know if you can see me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because I've, we've talked about how I've I've been trying to get her to watch Star Wars, and we finally finished catching up on all the movies and everything. And and we had talked about this a while back of like it, how it would be cool to get a, a fresh impression on somebody who's just watching it at older in in this and in this day and age. But uh, so we finally got that set up for today. So she'll she'll be with us for for at least a good chunk of the show, and uh, especially through all the Han Solo stuff and everything, because that's oh shit. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. What a what a train wreck that is. But yeah, I'm excited to hear of a perspective of Star Wars in 2017. Yeah, totally. It's, but uh, it's going to be interesting. So yeah, man. How's your week been? Uh, it's been good. Um, just been, you know, geeking out. And I actually uh, started uh, dabbling in some Adobe Premiere. So um, I want I want to start doing some YouTube stuff. I've been I've been talking about that forever, right? That yeah. We've been wanting to to venture ourselves out and do some, um, so you know, you with the movie stuff. And I wanted to do some YouTube stuff. And I'm I'm dabbling in that. And I've been messing around with that to. To start to make, you know, to put something together that looks uh, normal. Um, but no, I mean, um, you know, just it's been a week, you know, work and everything, all the normal stuff, um, catching up on a lot of rebirth titles. Um, but oh, I uh, started watching uh, Glow. Have you seen it? I, I, I watched the pilot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm a few episodes into that and it's really good. I love how 80s it is and how just crazy they are. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I've been doing that. Playing a little bit of Injustice 2, trying to unlock a whole bunch of stuff. There's really – they just dropped like a huge – I don't know if it's uh, – I'm sure we'll talk about it tonight. But the the PlayStation sale went, went on sale today. There's like – over 500 games on sale right now Holy on the PlayStation shit. Store. So there's an insane list. Like you can get Ratchet and Clank for like three bucks, Shadow Mordor for three dollars. So nice. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just been, yeah, kind of doing that, just hanging out. Um, but yeah, that's really it. I haven't on the movies or anything like that. I haven't seen anything since like Wonder Woman. Yeah. No, I haven't either. I just started reading. There's a couple of books out right now about NXT that are that I'm I'm working through uh one is like the oh really yeah because wwe has one like their official like the history of nxt kind of thing and uh the uh the guys at what culture did kind of like a here are here is what you know like the road to nxt the not quite so pretty version basically oh wow okay so they're the yeah, uh no. Yeah, the WWE one uh, was like ten bucks on Amazon, and the What Culture one, interestingly enough, is on Kindle Unlimited. If if you've got that, it's mm. actually in that library, which I was like, I didn't know. And then it was like, oh, based on your your whatever it was like recently visited or something, and it popped up, and I was like, oh shit, yeah, 
I'll buy. I'll, I'll check that out. Yeah, no, I I had no idea. Yeah, I'll look at that. It's crazy. Yeah. Like um, I, I have one of Jericho's books. It's the only kind of WWE WWE stuff I've read so far. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, but that that sounds cool though. <laughs> yeah. That sounds awesome. Uh, but the What Culture guy made a book all about NXT. You said that that to me sounds super interesting. Yeah, there was uh. They did, uh, I forget which, it was like one of their other writers, it wasn't one of their like personalities, it was it was one of the guys mm. who does more of the, because like a lot of the guys who do the articles and stuff you don't see on right. the YouTube channel really. Right, those, yeah, those are two different kind of worlds, you have the entertainers and you have like the actual writers right, <laughs> that yeah. they can write. Yeah, yeah that's they, cool. Yeah, they did one, it's called Development Hell, a play on the, on the. Oh. <laughs> the old process for like movies and video games and stuff. They're like, so it's I I haven't really chomped into that one yet, but I've I've been been reading the official one and it's and it's not it's not a puff piece. It's not like NXT is great and everything's amazing. It starts off with basically like so NXT came from FCW and FCW was pretty shit and NXT wasn't all that great to begin with either. So it's like okay, this is this is. <laughs> fairly honest at least yeah because i remember when nxt was like it was i think a reality show yeah. or like it was tough enough or something it was yeah it was like a revamp tough enough except way more embarrassing right okay that see that was the whole time period i didn't watch but i do remember seeing like yeah something about it where it wasn't actually like what it is now yeah yeah no that was that Which was is... not fun oh yeah Oh, another thing I've been catching up on is uh, Legends of Tomorrow Season 2, which you have to watch. I, I know. like the they, You ought to see my queue. The list is enormous. It's it's insane. Oh, man. I watched an episode. I might have talked about this last week where they go to like the Civil War era and a time trailer drops in and he's a zombie. And then it, like a zombie breaks out in the Civil War era, so they have to fix it. It's so off-the-wall yeah. goofy it's perfect it's like okay this is like doctor who yeah. like this is just balls to the wall weird um in all the best ways you know what i mean like like it's not it's not super serious like arrow um they're just having fun and then the next one they're like oh let's go to like old japan like let's 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 just go mess around with samurais and stuff like i love that about i love that the show's just weird so i've been catching up with that nice um well let's hear from our guests what have you been doing this week that's that's your cue, babe. Um, <laughs> Do I put you on the spot? <laughs> working. Um, working. Yeah. Yep. That's a, that's about it. Pretty pretty much that, and and we're catching up on the last season of Supernatural. Oh, okay. That show her. seems like there's like fifty six seasons. There's what did they just finish? Twelve. Yeah. yeah. And it's been renewed for that's thirteen. Insane. And, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. How long has it been running? Uh, thirteen seasons. I think it's about to start thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's crazy. That's nuts. Cause we're we're trying to finish that so that we can can really get started on Game of Thrones since it comes since the next season starts in less than a month. And uh, oh yeah. You know, there's no way we're gonna be able to watch all six seasons by then. But we'll, we'll we're gonna do what we can. <laughs> yeah, that's that would definitely be a challenge. That's. An insane amount. The good thing about Game of Thrones, though, is like that's the kind of stuff I can binge watch um, like crazy. 
Uh, but yeah, that's damn. That's a lot of television to watch. Yeah, the, the twelve seasons. That's what that's what threw me off about about Supernatural is I was like, oh my god, this is like I would have to sit down for like a year to watch all this because <laughs> from what I, it's not like like you know ten episode seasons, right? It's like twenty three or, or episodes or something like that, right? Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's full broadcast oh. standards. Yeah, that reminds me when I tried to do like twenty. 20- one whatever one of those shows were and i was like oh my god this is the only one i could do it was lost because I, I loved Lost, and that that was like you know such a cool thing but i'm glad that a lot of the newer shows are like oh each season's like 10 episodes you know it's not as daunting yeah well you know leftovers before, from the but... from the old broadcast tv days they still and they're and they can't really shift away from them either like if if you came on the tv during that format you kind of have to stick with it Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Lost tried to shift to that. That was one of the first shows, for America at least, that was like, yeah. oh, wow, let's uh, let's clean this up a little bit and not have episodes where they're chasing uh, hogs around, <laughs> you know. But it, And it still, it still pissed people off because they're like, wait a second, now we're losing episodes. People didn't get it then, yeah. you know. <laughs> they were like, no, we're trying to do what, like, you know, England's been doing for a while. And, yeah. Yeah, man, that's that's crazy um yeah i mean i don't know i haven't really been watching anything else just catching up on legends of tomorrow there's not much on tv right now is there no nah, summer break every everything yeah. takes like the next couple of months off yeah but that's time to catch up on everything too well, good point that's true that's absolutely true and i like that the cw shows are on on netflix and like um you know like a, i think it's like seven days or something like that nine nine uh, i think nine which that's is a right, weird, that's right. Oh, and I watched. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say it's like it's a weird number. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. It is weird. Um, I watched a, a movie on um, it was a documentary on Hulu called ba- uh, Batman and Bill. Oh, have you seen that? I haven't seen that yet, but I want to so bad. Yeah, yeah. So about half of it, uh, it was super late. I know I shouldn't be watching things that late because I always fall asleep. <laughs> I ended up turning it off. So I'm, I was gonna finish it, but so far it's really good. It, it tells the story about Batman and Bill Finger and how he was uh, essentially the writer of Batman, that that Bob Kane took all the credit. He was the artist, and Bill Finger was, you know, uh, he was the ghostwriter pretty much. Him and Bob sat down and created it, and Bob went the next day to to DC, handed it over, and said, I created this by myself with no help. <laughs> you know, and they later on found out that it was Bill Finger who created, like, everything, all the characters, all the riddler joker all that stuff he didn't really want any of this limelight but then of course once it blew up it's like oh wait a second yeah, like it's... i you know it, it's it's interesting because they show they show that bob wanted to do a batman character but it was a guy in red tights no bat like nothing resembling what batman was um and i know it's it's an interesting documentary um about it all and just how crazy some of them were back then but yeah it's but yeah it was interesting it's weird because people you know what happened with with bob kane and bill finger is is really what people think happened with stan lee and jack kirby that there's right that there's this kind of like animosity and and you know that's that's fluctuated throughout the years but the idea of like oh jack did all the work and stan just signed his name that wasn't really true but with with right. Bob Kane and Bill Finger, it kind of was. It was true all the way from like the 30s to the 60s. It wasn't. It, 
and they like the the guy doing the documentary but when he started doing the documentary there was only two photos known photos of bill finger um and that's really all people had like it's like a ghost pretty much you know um and uh and, and then later on he's like by doing this documentary we've uncovered all of this information we've recovered this recording of Bill Finger talking about, you know, how him and Bob sat down in that room and created the character and all, all, all Bob really had was blah, blah, blah. And all Bill had was this. And, and they, they recovered all, all this, like they, they recovered the first Comic-Con ever, which was in New York city and some like, <laughs> like just run down hotel. Right. Um, and Bill Finger talking on, on a recording about creating Batman and everyone at DC knew it. And like they talked to people that were still alive that are like, yeah, this was, you know, it was t- totally all Bill Finger. Everybody knew that, but you know, it was Bob that was like, well, I created all this. Um, but yeah, it was, it was insane. And showed all the characters, and like, he's the one who came up with the the Batmobile. He's the one who came up with the Batcave and named it the Batcave. He was the one that came up with the Joker, Catwoman, uh, Riddler. You name it, like the Scarecrow. Like, it literally created the entire thing. Um, and Bob was just there and drew it pretty much. It seemed like he was a collaborator, but, you know, taking all the credit was just bullshit. So, I don't know. Yeah. It was interesting. It's on Hulu. It's really good. Yes. I saw when the you trailer like came out for that, and I was like, damn, I really, like, this looks really interesting. And I just, it, it's just another thing I haven't gotten around to watch yet. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, just to give you an idea of what the kind of stuff I want to do on YouTube is stuff like that. I just want to take things like stories like that and research them a little bit and just talk about it and put it in like digestible 10 minute clips. Um, not really me on camera or anything like that. Just, just like, you know, just show photos and old comics and stuff like that. And, you know, just, just little cool clips like that. Uh, so that's kind of what I've been working on. So I've been, I've been in that mode of that world for like the last few weeks now. So nice. nice. Yeah. Should be cool. Should be cool. But yeah. Oh man, but yeah, that I don't. I haven't really done any. Didn't done anything else this week. No. Um. Now we got a few minutes here before break. Probably don't want to jump into anything um, too big. Um. What, what was I gonna? There was something else. Now, now my mind just went blank. <laughs> Lost your thought process, did you? I totally. Oh well, we got three minutes. Let's talk about how terrible Raw was. About what? Sorry, man. Did you see it? Uh, Did you see how terrible Raw was this week? I I saw bits and pieces of it. Like, I skimmed it because I was like, I just kind of want the highlights. And because I knew every time they go to Los Angeles, something, it's it's atrocious. Because they're like, this is our big celebrity Raw. And, you know, this time they, you know, they were like, this time we've got balls. Except they didn't really. Like, it's just, oh yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, they, Um, they... the, the the whole of I not I don't really watch basketball. I know who that guy is just because, he, you know I've I turn on ESPN and stuff like that and right. I know he's like a, a dance mom for his kid <laughs> pretty much. But yeah. yeah, I had no idea it would go that off the rails and then and like his little kids started throwing around the N word and stuff on television. They that's why I don't know if you saw but Vince McMahon literally started playing Dean Ambrose's music to cut everything. Yeah, and while Dean Ambrose was in the middle of talking. Um, yeah. It, it yeah, did, they had a, they had a oh, did, go ahead. did not go well. It really didn't. No, 
they had an issue an apology because of it mm-hmm. like it was it was it was crazy and i don't know i don't i don't like the stuff they're doing with enzo and Cass. i think they've totally ruined that and i just it's it's another reason to me go hmm, should i watch this thing live it's just it seems so off the rails now yeah, I, I think they're scrambling because they're like, they, they've suddenly remembered, oh shit, our next pay-per-view is called Great Balls of Fire. Like, I think maybe that's finally sunk in just how stupid that sounds, even though Paul Heyman tried his ass off to sell that. He yeah, tried no, so no, he's damn great. Hard. He's great. It's great. But yeah, I, I, I love the women's match at the end. I liked the Joe stuff and yeah. you know, Paul Heyman's great. But other than that, it's like, now we're getting now the next month is going to be this tease of Corey Graves and Kurt Angle. So it's right. It's just so like what what are they doing? Like it, it's it's ridiculous to to like even seeing clips from this Glow show and seeing um, this isn't really a spoiler because it's it's not that big of a deal. What I've seen so far, like she's trying to watch television to, to see what wrestlers are doing and showing like Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan and to see those crowds and how crazy they get and. Nowadays, it's just everyone with their phone out going, what is this LeBar Ball guy going to do? It's just so dumb. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but we got to take a quick break, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're coming up on it here. So, all right, you're listening to We Geek Podcast here on the N.FM, and we'll see you guys all in a minute. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast here on the N.FM. And uh, we're going to do our main event a little early this week because, I mean... Shit! Look at all this news. Um, <laughs> they've uh, before before we get into to what what happened with the Han Solo solo film this week, which will now be directed solo. Um, yep. Which is just God, what a what an absolute catastrophe this has been. But yep. Um, let's let's get uh, let's let's get uh, let's get your your take on this, Chantel. What uh tell us a little bit about what it was like watching star wars after year 20 uh, well i mean well i knew everything that was going to happen well not everything but you know you know uh vader's luke's father and, right. and it's it's weird because you go into this kind of knowing some things but you don't know i don't know the details and that 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 changes everything and don't know it's it gives more meaning to the to the like oh oh, like i imagine like you were saying like you knew you know luke i am your father you've probably heard that just because you've been on the planet you know right so you've you've heard that but now seeing like what all that means and what all went into that did that take anything away from those moments at all do you think they would have been more impactful if you had no idea probably but i mean you can't let's that's not something that you can't really avoid Right. Right. That, that's what I imagine. Um, during it, did you watch the, uh, you watched the prequels first, right? Yes. yes okay. All right. First. So you saw the, the newer films first, then you watched the older ones and then you watched the new one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now compared to the prequels, when you watch, I'm curious because, um, when me and Logan saw it, I, and I, I don't want to speak for him, but I'm pretty sure that you know, we enjoyed them when we watched them as teenagers, but later on, people just or when we when we were that age, we enjoyed them. Older fans, I think, ragged on them immediately, um, and have been for a while now. Did you enjoy the prequels? 
I did. I actually, um, my favorite one, my favorite Star Wars movie is one of the prequels. And I know that's like totally awful, but. <laughs> no, that's not awful. No, that's not awful at all. Yeah. No. I, yeah. Well, which one is it? I'm curious. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She's holding up three because she forgot this is an audio <laughs> podcast. Oh, yeah. I can't remember which one it is. Revenge of the Sith. That one. Revenge of the Sith. No, it's okay. You could say one, two, or three. That's fine. Well, yeah, just... no, that was that was probably... I can find something to like about all of them, and I do like all of them. Well, I think that yeah. I'm, I'm kind of one of those... A lot of the old older school fans, they just don't like those films when they try to break it down, but I actually enjoy all of them. I think the third one's my favorite because it... It was, I think it was a little bit of him maybe listening to the, to the fans, like, and, and getting it more tight in his writing and everything else, yeah. um, where there was a, an indestination that, you know, there was a point where he was like, okay, we're going to work to this and, um, way more action and, and stuff like that. Um, and that finally that turn I thought was really cool in the, in the fight scene at the end. Um, like even in the first one, I loved Darth Maul and that fight and all that stuff at the beginning. I thought yeah. it was way more action packed. Well, I like I like uh, Young Annie, but <laughs> did you did you real real fast side note? Did you guys see that he was taken from jail this week to the um, to the what do you call it um, the ward or whatever where you get like he's like in jail right now or something? Did you guys see what? that? No, uh, Jake Lloyd really. Yeah, he was Holy taken shit. to like the mental ward this week or something. Damn, the the psych ward is that what the word you were looking for? Psych ward, yeah. I, I don't know anything about that stuff, <laughs> but I thought that was crazy. I had no idea he was even in jail. Well, um, he's or... you know his his life was pretty much shit after episode one because of how like every like the planet just kind of turned on him. Really, poor guy. That's so sad. Like it's not his fault. No, no, not he, at all. He did the best he could do with what he was a kid. Yeah. That's terrible. That's absolutely terrible. Now, if he grows up and, like, falls into a volcano and comes back and becomes, <laughs> like, an evil head of the UN or something, it's going to totally all be worth it. <laughs> yeah, like, you have to be sitting there, like, him right now. Oh, I feel terrible for him because, yeah, he probably does think about that. Like, I was fucking Darth Vader and what has happened? How did I get here and, you know... Uh, psych ward that's that's crazy i feel bad for him obviously he's he's got a lot of problems but man i, I thought it was terrible um yeah. but yeah no i i i my i like the first movie i always fast forward through the pod racing scene because it, it was great the first time i saw it but it drags anytime after i see it yeah. um but i love i love the whole ending of the film um i remember me and my brothers used to uh you know, we would take PVC pipes and we would just just play out that scene over and over again of the of the fighting and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I can find some great things about all of them. Um, why was why was the third one your favorite? Well, because Jar Jar Binks wasn't in it. Um. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, no, he's in it for a minute. He's yeah, but like it's like his shortest appearance. Um. Yes, that's true. He just looks really sad because he's like, I just fucked everybody over. Well, here's, I mean, that's the thing. People forget Jar Jar Binks literally ruined the galaxy because he was the one who mm -hmm. proposed giving Palpatine the emergency powers. It's his fault. Yeah, yeah. No, did you see w where he's at in, um, oh, what's the book? Uh, oh, the, the hmm, hold on a second. The, the third Aftermath book, where it's, 
it's kind of like it's, it's different stories throughout Star uh, throughout that time period. One of them is about a beggar um, on uh, uh, wow, my mind just went blank. What's the city? Um, Coruscant. No, 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 no. Um, what are you looking for, Thede. man? Feed. 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 He's like a beggar on feed. He's like juggling and stuff like that. And he talks about how he screwed everything up with the Senate and how he got there in life. And I thought, oh, that's – I felt terrible for it. Like when I read that, I was like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> like his character just is, you know, what they what they wrote him as. I don't know. Oh, well. But, you know. <laughs> you, yeah. You, you ruin the galaxy. You get what you deserve, really. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It's it's. It, have you seen any of the? Do you like behind the scenes stuff? Um, I don't know. I haven't seen any really behind the scenes stuff yet. Um, oh, okay. I, I, will I didn't know if eventually. you liked any of that kind of stuff with with movies, but with the Star Wars ones, uh, Episode One, um, they have a whole documentary where it shows the entire process from the time he sits down to start writing it to the point when they're they're getting the props and he's showing Steven Spielberg all this stuff and throughout the whole thing he talks about how Jar Jar Binks is the thing that's going to 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 make everything great about this film it's going to it, it's either going to make everything work or it's going to fail and it's all on Jar Jar Binks cuz he's the linchpin and it's so cringe so cringy to hear this whole thing cuz you cuz you know how the outcome is you know that that's the one thing that people just hated the most and uh, it's just interesting that it's, it should be on the Blu-ray or DVD or whatever, but yeah, it's 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 interesting. Yeah, he was he was supposed to be like the new R two D two basically. Right, right. Yeah, he's like everything's gonna um, everything's gonna uh, rely on this guy, and hopefully it works. And then <laughs> you see them when they're watching the final product, and you see the looks on a lot of the people's faces, and they started asking a bunch of questions, and they're like, I don't know about this. Like, is it? And, and you see some of them like, I thought it was good, right? They're like, yeah, yeah, it was good. You know, <laughs> But you can see it in their faces. They're like, what the fuck did we just make? <laughs> uh, uh, you gotta love yeah. it. Gotta love it. But, uh, but yeah, so I have, I have officially taken someone who has never seen Star Wars before and made them a geek. So from <laughs> this day forward, I am now officially a Jedi Master. A, oh yeah I have, yeah i've accomplished something in life i've taken a padawan and trained them to the rank of jedi knight so i have there you I, go i have i'm an officially recognized jedi master so you know that's 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 what Absolutely. i've done with my year <laughs> oh yeah so have you liked any of the newer like the newer ones that came out the well, rogue one in the um uh the force, force awakens, awakens. <laughs> uh, i really like the force awakens but i have a lot a lot of questions about it but oh, i think everybody do. does um you know how is ray related to you know everyone else and what mm-hmm. what's going on with ben or uh kylo ren yeah it, it's yeah. just it's like it's there's so much and it is i i really don't want to wait until december to see the the uh the last jedi and it's just i I, well, I, we might not even get the answers then. But you're 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 right along with everyone else. No one knows. I mean, a lot of people think it's Luke's daughter. Um, I heard I, thought, I saw a rumor that I thought was interesting. What if Luke uh, uh, had a relationship with whoever Obi Wan Kenobi's like, if he had an offspring or something like that? I thought that'd be whoa. That'd be that'd be combining the Skywalkers and the Kenobis together. But um, 
But but yeah, all those questions you just asked, that's what everybody – fans of the series forever have been wondering the same thing. So you're riding the same boat. And the thing is we might not even know any of those answers with this film. They might just tease it. Um, who knows? The good thing is is back then you had to wait four or five years for a sequel to the movie where now we're getting it every other year. So Yeah, at least it's like not like waiting, you know, from age ten to fifteen. It's it's yes. a shorter time span, but it's still it it's there are a lot of questions. <laughs> oh yeah. Everyone oh, yeah. has questions yeah. about it. Tell him, tell yeah. him what you had us buy. We went to Best Buy today to get a a, a Y cable <laughs> so I could have two sets of headphones hooked up. We're leaving, mm -hmm. and you know, like at the end of Best Buy, they've got like here's the snacks. No, you don't want those. Here's like little other junk. No, I don't want that. Here's like a handful of pop figurines. <laughs> and what? Which one did you pick? Out? I I reached and and saw like they had King Bob from the Minions. <laughs> Not just Bob, but like in his full getup, and I was like, "That's really cute." No, this this one says, "No, no, no, we have to get this one." Which which one did we get, baby? We had to get Poe Dameron. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> which yeah, we... is he your favorite in the new one? Uh, no, no, definitely not. Um, no, no, I I don't know. I'm torn between Finn, Ray, and Leia, just because General yeah. Leia. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that was cool. I love that they made her a general in it. I thought that was awesome. Instead of, like, princess or queen or whatever. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Like, having her in charge of an army. Right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I love uh, Poe and Finn's little bromance. I hope that I like... I, hope, I, I like that they seem to be, like, in the trailer, they seem to be together for a lot of the film yeah. coming up, so... I, I'm really excited about it, but like mm -hmm. I want to know what goes on between Ray and Luke, because I mean she yeah. gives him his saber, but you know what happens after that. Right. Yeah, and I I like that you know they teased like you know don't don't, don't meet your heroes because it might not be exactly what you're expecting. So I like that tease where it's like you would think they'd be like oh great you know they're, he's he's gonna train her and blah blah blah, but it looks like maybe there's a problem you know. <laughs> yeah. And and Luke seems pretty mad. So. Well, yeah. you know, given that you know everything that happened the last time he tried to train Jedi, uh, I I I can understand why he's a little a little put off by the whole thing. Oh yeah, and did you see that his last con is going to be New York Comic Con this year? That's it. He's not doing any more. He's not doing any more. Now, I mean, he might. I imagine he'll do like the Star Wars ones for sure. panels, but I think he meant for like signing stuff. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's like, and I'm never going to a con ever again, ever, because right. he's just too much. He's too big of a nerd. Exactly. It's not. It's not like the Stanley situation where Stanley's like, "Look, I I'm done because I'm, I'm, I'm really old and yeah. you know I just want to sit at home and watch Murder She Wrote. I don't want to, <laughs> you know, do this this rounds anymore." I love that. I love that you went with Murder She Wrote. That's great. Oh, I, I imagine him and his wife sit down and watch Murder She Wrote, and you know, have bologna sandwiches and stuff, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I imagine that uh. they do. Have you seen any of the documentaries and stuff where they go to their house and stuff? Yeah, I saw one. There was one that came out. What was it like a few years ago? 
where yeah yeah and that was yeah because he his house is just such an unassuming place to me it just seemed like everyone's grandparents house yeah exactly yeah and he had little candies and like they were sitting down (laughs) watching some just like an old television and yeah. i was like oh he's probably watching dateline or something right now <laughs> he's, he's probably in bed by eight <laughs> yeah more than likely he's like well i could stay up and watch 60 minutes but mike wallace isn't on there anymore so i'm going to bed <laughs> right 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 yeah no he's oh man but yeah no i imagine you know mark hamill he something will happen something will come up and He'll, he'll be like, all right, well, let's go do a panel or something like that, because I doubt he can stay away for that long. He's way no. too into it. No, uh, he'd, he'd start going just to see what kind of stuff he could find to buy. He's, oh, yeah. Oh, he, yeah. He's a collector. <laughs> he they he did a show on uh, Comic-Con HQ on YouTube about mm-hmm. finding different collections. I can't remember what it was called. It was something about toys or something. I remember that. Yeah, I've seen a few was, of the episodes. Yeah, it was like the great. I don't remember. It was like the great treasure quest or something. It was some. It was. It it had like a little premise and everything to it. It was great, but it was basically just an excuse for him to be on a show about like all the nerd memorabilia there's ever been, ever pretty much. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. That's cool. Have you seen any of the? Uh, the Clone Wars or Rebels or anything like that? Um, we started watching Clone Wars. Yeah, the uh, the the, the film. Yeah, yeah, the animated one. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you dive into that, I always recommend. If you go into like the show, there's like a list online. You could probably look it up. Yeah. Um, where it's like, hey, these episodes are the ones that are important because it's all out of order. The entire thing. Um, right. where it's like, hey, these episodes are important. These are the key ones. But it definitely. It, it gives more, I don't know what the word would be, credence to the to the films uh, when you see certain characters uh, just pop up randomly. Um, like uh, the guy that's in Rogue One. Um, oh, uh, uh, Force uh, Vicker character. Yeah, Saul, Saul, uh, Saul Guerrero. Saul. Yeah, when he he's straight from the, you know, he's one of the first, I think, that was just straight from the animated series to, to brought up into, like, live action. Yeah, um, which is awesome. Yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah, he was on. I think they no, they included him in Rebels, knowing that he was going to be in Rogue One. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. So it was a little. It was. It was more like. It's more like when. Uh, like if we started watching Rebels, and you know you get to uh, was it season two where Ahsoka turns up? Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't. It it wouldn't click with you because you would just be like oh who is this i don't know who that is because you well, no, he was clone in wars. he was in clone wars saul was in clone wars oh yeah he was in like two or three episodes they go to his planet um i don't know if you want me to spoil what happens but he is a resistance fighter you you see the origin story of him and how he becomes so radical and then by the time he's in you see him in the movie he's so far gone you know where he he's torturing and killing people to to because he's he, he thinks everybody's a spy in in the first few episodes you see him in clone wars he he is radical but he's not that far extreme just yet obviously some shit happened yeah. uh between the time you see him but yeah he's in like three or four episodes wow because i knew he was in like two in rebels but i didn't know he was in clone wars yeah they brought him into rebels after he was in the movie like tied around the same time frame because they knew okay. what was gonna happen all right cool interesting 
Well, yeah. on on that note, uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, when we get back, we'll talk about the the madness behind the Han Solo film. Uh, again, you're listening to We Geek Podcast here on the N.FM, and we'll see you guys all in a minute. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast here on the N.FM. And uh, we, we've got two big topics this week, uh, and we're going to go ahead and get into our first one. Um, what the fuck is going on with the Han Solo film? Oh my god, it is a nightmare. It's insanity over there. And I mean, you know, it's one thing to have reshoots or rewrites or bring in new actors or whatever, but, I mean, the directors are out. Like, Lord and Miller are out before they get to post. This is, Mm -hmm. like, this is never a good sign. And then everything that we've been hearing after that just is just like, oh my god, like, I've got a bad feeling about this. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. Should we break down kind of what's been said officially and non-officially sure um well the first we'll go ahead and get the first bit out of the way that ron howard has been brought in to finish directing duties mm-hmm. which i think it's a good pick i i think so too ron is a good pick he's a solid pick he's got history with with uh with lucas mm-hmm. and disney and and all these people so it's it's a good choice it's a solid choice it's a safe choice which mm-hmm. i think at this point, yes, that's exactly what you need. You don't need to go out on a limb again when you're right. when right. you're supposed to be finishing production in a month, and instead mm-hmm. it's going to be pushed what another two months because of it. Yeah, and... well, yeah, they're, they're actually they they're cutting it close because apparently, um, um, uh, uh, Donald Glover and Emily Clark, um, the, you know, they're in. Move, they're in TV shows. They have prop prior, you know. They they have to do their shows and they have to be on set on their projects, um, you know. So they can't do it. She's got to go do Game of Thrones and he's got to go do. He's got Atlanta. He's like a showrunner and a, an actor and producer for a show. So yeah, they both have to be somewhere else. So um, it's it, it if they didn't have to do that, I wouldn't be as concerned because it would be like okay, we have more than enough time to kind of fix what what obviously has been broken but they're running you know they're running against that clock with them yeah yeah it says here a production of the han solo now resumes in uh, july and will go through september instead of wrapping in july as previously planned Uh, this is key because those two actors both have prior tv commitments Um, yeah and especially i mean we we learned they replaced the editor last month yeah so i mean that's fuck that's gonna kill like that's gonna take time in post to to come in and and i know there's there's a universal editing mm-hmm. format like the idea of how like naming shit and everything because i yeah like that was a thing that like i kind of learned at full sale but not really because we didn't do video editing but it's the idea of like oh there is so you come in and you can see where everything is but you know what if what if the styles clash? What if the mm-hmm. what if somebody says no, this should be here instead of here? And then how far back do they have to go? What cut do they get? It's that's that's time. I mean, that's a lot of that's potentially a lot of time that that they have to make up in a very short order. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And did did you see? Um, did you see they also had to bring in an acting coach? For the kid playing Han Solo, for 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 Aiden, uh, was it Ehrenreich? I think is that I, I'm yeah. not terribly sure how to pronounce it because they, well, and I and I put a lot of that at 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 Lord Miller for how they direct because they wanted something more 
improv they wanted something funnier and and i i don't know about you two but i don't want my han solo to be jim carrey no yeah and that, that was i think the exact quote that they were using yeah or that 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 supposedly he was using that the character at times was resembling you know like an ace ventura type character and no hell no like you know, we, we, we thought these two were good choices when we, when we heard them because we thought, okay, this movie could have some fun. You know, right. it can it can it can have comedy, but I thought maybe the comedy would be around him, you know, not so much him um, necessarily doing it. Like he he has this um, – I don't know what word you would use it to. He has this uh, – it's a bad use, word to use, but he has this swagger about him, uh, the, the way he talks and everything else. But it's not Ace Ventura, you know what I mean? Right. Um, he's yeah. he's not a goof. Like, and no. that's that was the problem. Like when they were like, "Oh, we're gonna get the guys from Twenty One Jump Street." Okay, I I see why that's a good idea. I can also see why this could be a bad idea. And you you know <laughs> you don't want to immediately say, "Oh, this director can only do this thing," because correct me if I'm wrong, isn't James Wan who did Saw now doing Fast and Furious movies? <laughs> Right, right. Like, you can, yeah, you can have them branch, and just because they did one thing doesn't mean they can't do another. But in in this instance, it looked like they did try to bring just their style and say, mm -hmm. no, no, this is the movie we want to make. And Disney Lucasfilm just kind of said, "You're fucking up this character. We don't right. like it." Exactly. He's he's supposed to have a you know the right amount of sarcasm um, to to make his character funny, but yeah, to to go completely like Looney Tunes, it sounds like that it's that's ridiculous. And yeah, I, man, what I, what I was reading was that they um you know they apparently they the the sh things they've shot is very usable. Um, that I I imagine they might go back and reshoot some things that didn't work, but um. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I can't think of a film on this level that has done anything like this, you know, um, ever. I yeah. can't think of anything. Not in like we took. We... Uh, yeah, I think you. I don't. I, I think you were probably going to go to. We we used to talk about Superman two, right? As, as like the closest thing that we could think of, but even mm -hmm. like, I don't. Yeah, I'm with you. I can't think of anything lately. I'm sure there there's been a thing or two, and and. At least I just can't think of it off the top of my head. Right. And then now the problem, unfortunately, is everyone's going to go into this film just, you know, uh, looking for what's wrong with it. And yeah. we're looking for, okay, where did everything fall apart? And, you know, maybe they hear something sarcastic and they're like, oh, wait, was that was that the straw that broke the camel's back? You know, it's that's unfortunate, I think. Yeah, there's there's going to be a lot of that. And if if the styles are that drastically different, then mm -hmm. you may wind up with an uneven film. There's there's going to be sequences here and there where you're like, oh, this is much more lighthearted and funny. And other times where it's like this, well, this is just, you know, stupid kind of silly. And that's, if, if that's, that's what I worry about is that you're going to see two different films in one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, one thing that I found interesting is that, and I, and I saw, I forgot who was talking about, maybe I think it might've been Max Landis. who was like, this is the one time in Hollywood where, you know, a studio will back a writer. Cause apparently Loris Kasdan was a shadow on the set 
and it and, and he was the one that was like constantly like stick to the script guys um you know where they were like okay do the scene but say this instead or improvise it like like you were talking about how they how they direct and he's like well wait a second that's not how it's written that's not the character that's not you know and and obviously you know Kathy Kennedy's going to back her boy the you know the guy that's been there forever um yeah. and made kind of Star Wars what it is today and exactly. so it's the, I, and, and he was uh, I forgot who it was but they're like is the one time in history where they back the writer where usually it's the directors like that's that gets all the like all right let's change it and you know screw screw the script um I thought that was interesting well and so many factors worked against them it wasn't just that it was a Star Wars film or that it was a big studio film it was it was a case of like here is an established character so that's mm -hmm. already a box you have to work in. You mm -hmm. can't really go outside of it. You could do a little... You can have some leeway here and there, sure, especially with it being the younger version of this character. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to go too far, they're going to pull you back in. And it seems it seems like either Lord Miller didn't... had a They had a vision. They clearly had a vision for what this movie was going to be. And mm -hmm. it did not mesh with, with the Disney vision, uh, as, right. as we can now tell. But that's always what happens. A writer and a director and a studio are always going to kind of disagree on the movie, and you have to have some give and take. But it, mm -hmm. there are times where some people are going to have to give a lot and not get much back, and that's, you know, that's the business. And usually right. that doesn't totally suck. Usually it works out to, to everybody's advantage because it's more perspectives, it's more this, it's more that. It's It provides a broader interpretation of the script that was brought to the table. But right. in this kind of instance where it's like, Oh, you know, we're, you know, we're going to do our comedy funny bit. And it's like, guys, that's not, it's not the character. It's not the film. This is, they, they were trying, you know, this is not Lego Batman. You can't, mm -hmm. you can't just do like, we're doing a completely different interpretation of this character that worked then because it was a whole completely separate thing. That's right. not going to work here because it is intertwined. Right, we're not making a Lego movie. It makes right. sense in that in that realm. Um, you know, one thing I thought was interesting was you know, f apparently forty percent of Rogue One um, was reworked. Uh, you know, from what uh, what Ed what Garneth Edwards did. Yeah. Um. So you know, it, I hope it's more like that because if you remember, the trailer is completely different from what actually happens in the in the movie, and it makes sense because they went back and reshot a lot of stuff to kind of fit in to what they believed would have been a better film. Um, you know, obviously this is a lot different from that, but I hope that and it's basic level that if that's what they're doing with this and it seems like that's what's happening um you know it it it, it melts weather hopefully we go into it and we're like that was great that was it did flowed well everything looks good nothing clashes i hope it's not like suicide squad where you're like <laughs> oh well, you can tell they went in and wrote comedy for this where there was none before or with attempted comedy um you know, I hope this one is is more like Rogue One, where if you don't tell anybody that it was reshot, and like if they never saw a trailer and they just were like, "Hey, that was just good all the way through, everything made sense." I hope it's like that. I hope there's no 
you know, line. I, I, I don't know. I think Ron Howard's a great choice to do that. I, I, I think we talked about that last week. I thought J.J. Abrams would have been perfect, but, you know, it's going to be interesting, interesting to see a Ron Howard, uh, you know, kind of take on it. Well, I mean, <laughs> he's done space before. Oh, yeah. And he, you know, from what I saw, like set pictures, like they literally look like they have a car from like Happy Days. But a space car. So like I, I honestly think they were going that route where like Han Solo is Solo is playing this guy that likes racing car. Like it's straight from that, you know, um what's George's movie before Star Wars? American graffiti. American graffiti. It looked all the set pictures look like American graffiti in space. That's that's and, they could do worse than that. Like that's not a terrible idea. And to me, that's what I think of Han Solo. I think of this guy that you know, he's not going in to get a milkshake. He's going in to get a beer or whatever. But that that whole that whole frame of mind. Um, and and that's what I was looking forward to this because I thought it was going to kind of be a little like cool and fun. Um, but hearing that it was hearing that it was Ace Ventura with that, it's just ridiculous. So yeah, I, oh man, I, I don't. Hopefully the news dies down on this and yeah, and it nothing crazy happens. They. The good thing is they have more than enough money to throw at this to hopefully true. fix it. Very, very true. I'm just <laughs> yeah. I'm just hoping that throughout the movie we don't get whiplash though. You know, you get you you want the comedy, you do, but you don't want you know, sarcasm comedy versus Jim Carrey comedy. It's it's completely different. And right. you don't want to you don't want to be confused, you know, what what kind of comedy are we trying to watch? Or right. Even, I don't know. Just... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, you, you don't want to be like, oh, you can tell in some of those films where it's just so edited and you're like, were they like, I feel like they weren't standing next to each other in the same scene, you know, right. that kind of yeah. stuff where it just, it, it just hard edits and cuts. Um, yeah, I, I, I would not want that either. I, yeah. just, I just don't want, I just don't want to, you know, I, I, I want the comedy, but I also want some of the serious moments too. Like, mm -hmm. how does he get the Millennium Falcon? I kind of want to know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you want it to feel natural and yeah. not like, oh, wait a second, was there supposed to be a scene there? Like, I, I yeah. hate stuff like that. Apparently, the new, and I know you guys aren't going to be seeing it, but the new Transformer film. Did you did you hear about how they how the scenes are in the film? You know when you go from you know when a film is shot in IMAX and it takes up the whole screen, and then when it's not, you get the bars at the bottom right. and top. Yeah. Apparently, in this film, when people went and saw it in the theater, scenes are cut to where twenty seconds of it is the wide is the is the is the, is the IMAX. And then it goes back down to the bars for two minutes and then back to – and the the it was Jeremy Johns that was reviewing it. He was like, I'm going to show you exactly how this worked. And it was like one character was talking and it was IMAX and then the character he was talking to would shoot and go to him and it was the bars. And he was like – it was going back and forth and he was like – what the fuck's going on in the the camera? What is what is happening? Um, and completely took took him out of the film. And that's how I imagine something like that would be, just with the comedy, you know, oh, somebody, going back and forth. Somebody who was doing reshoots was not thinking. Oh, exactly. Man, that's yeah. that's something I expect from a Michael Bay film. Sadly, look, uh, <laughs> no. Ever since he got up at whatever the hell Samsung or whatever conference it was. And was like, I have to give a speech on filmmaking, and the teleprompter broke. 
And he's like, okay, so now I just have to improv as a famous director, writer, and producer what it's like to make a film. I'm sorry, I can't do this. I have to walk off stage now. That was when I was just like, fuck him, I'm done. Like, I yeah. I could, you could make an argument through all the movies he's done that, you know, he's got a style and this and that, and you still can. But once he was like, oh, I can't stand up here and just talk about the process of filmmaking, I was like, that's, that was when he was done right, for me. Right. That was when I was just like, I, now I genuinely despise his movies because yeah, I'm like, does he even actually make them? And right yeah, exactly it's, if, it's one thing like he totally is the definition of style over substance yeah but like you said when it gets to the point where you're like wait a second who actually is the man behind the curtain yeah are you actually making this film or is there's is there's a shadow person that's doing it? Who, yeah. like, where's bill finger you know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's yeah. cause, and especially because the whole thing was like the visuals of the film because it was about their tvs and all this stuff if if Michael freaking Bay can't stand up there and spend 10 minutes talking about why these visuals look amazing when that's what he's known for, I, I, I don't I, – I'm sorry. You, you Turn in your card, man. Like I – Was it he... – I just I, – I got nothing. Like and it – you know, he came out later and did the whole like I'm sorry I froze blah blah blah. And okay, fine. Then come back and try it again. Oh, no. Can't do that. All right. Fine then done with you <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely did you um was it you that told me you uh no it probably wasn't you someone was like i don't like bay but i'd be interested in to see a power rangers movie from him <laughs> i was like oh well, that'd be maybe <laughs> i i would i would not mind like guys like bay and Zack snyder and and less so Zack snyder now but like bay if i was like i have this big giant action scene this huge, right. like, car crash catastrophe kind of thing. I would bring him in to guest direct in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah, for that scene. It was, it was, uh, one person I heard over the weekend, Jeff Gersman, they were talking to him and they were like, hey, did you see Transformers? I think he said he went to see Wonder Woman. They're like, did you see Transformers? And he goes, I like Transformers too much to go see that film. Oh. <laughs> that was a good answer. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's... On that fun-loving note, uh, we're going to take a short break. Uh, again, you're listening to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM, and we'll see you all in a minute. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. And uh, over the break, we started... You you had an interesting question. Shell, go ahead. Tell, what was your question? Okay, well, is, is Mark Hamill going to be the only, you know, main character from the original series to still be in the last trilogy? You know, because, you know, Carrie Fisher's passed away and what happened to Han in the first, or in uh, Force Awakens. So, you know, what's going to happen? How How is that going to play out? It's a valid yeah. point, really. And it's it's definitely something to think about. Like, what can, can you have a successful, like, I, I, I know you, what was the phrase you used, Adam? What did you say? um the the pass the baton right yeah like it's like that's hard to do if there's if there's nobody around by the end like i i i keep thinking like i want luke to have like an and like an i've done my job i'm i'm going away again but but instead of like i can't handle these responsibilities i have to take off nobody come find me 
you know, run away, kind of cry in a corner. Like, no, I'm just, I'm retired now. I, my job is done. You guys take over. I'm good. Thanks. You, you'll find me sipping blue milk here on the beach, like kind of thing. Right. I, I, you know, I want to, I want a happy ending for one of them. Yeah. And I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how they, um, you know what what they do with Leia's story yeah. because of what happened. Um, from what I understand, she was supposed to be in the third one, um, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that. Um, but you know, I I I think everyone's question is: Is Luke going to you know is he going to kick the bucket in this one? Because you know if is he going to truly take on the role of Obi Wan Kenobi? Um, and that would that would part you know he would have to you know. Uh, do his thing so she can move on and but i i hope they don't go down that road i think we've seen that before and i hope that they take some of the criticism from the first film where they're like this followed the original movie way too closely because it, it was like paint by numbers and i hope that in this one and in the third one they detour a little bit now don't get me wrong i i expect this one to be a lot darker I expect this one to be a lot more like Empire, so I'm not going to be disappointed that it follows that same kind of route. But I do, I would like something a little bit different, a little bit more of a happier ending um, for Luke Skywalker. I hope that, I hope that it is a twist that he survives, if that makes sense, and that he's not, he doesn't yeah. kick the bucket. Because I, I would like to see more Luke Skywalker. Um, he was arguably my favorite from, from the original movies. Um, I, I love Luke. I, I think everyone loved Han, uh, but man, the whole the whole Jedi stuff that stuff interests me. Well, I mean, um, the thing with Luke was he was a dork, yeah, right. Like he yeah, was exactly he was almost thoroughly unlikable in the sense of I I, I heard Mark on uh, on I think it was on the Nerdist like his second mm -hmm. time around where where he was talking about the idea of Luke was the guy who if he showed up at a party like everybody suddenly found somebody else to talk to real fast <laughs> right exactly exactly but I, I i maybe it wasn't his character that i liked i liked the whole jedi thing that fascinated me right. um yeah. the 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 whole mythology of all of that stuff and so you know, him being the last Jedi, I think that's super interesting. And him being the last person who can train her and all that other stuff. And is he her father? Is he not her father? All of that stuff. Like, like I hope that I hope that it moves on into the third film. Yeah, is, I, I guess what I'm saying. I would like it not not. I don't want it all answered in the second movie, but I would like it to be answered before this trilogy ends. <laughs> You know, right. and I, I want I want to see Luke go from Jedi Knight to Jedi Master, and I want to see Rey go from Padawan to an actual Jedi Knight. And I know she's she's got right. the Force, we know that mm -hmm. much, but we don't know how much. Like she, she doesn't seem to have a lot of control over it yet. Exactly. So the thing is with her is, and this was some people's criticism about her is that she she learned everything way too fast. It, it yeah. all took, but I think there's an answer to that question. I think that they, they did that on purpose. They did yeah. show her suddenly do these things that, you know, uh, would have been impossible for, uh, in the story, the, for, for the Jedi, we haven't seen them take on that fast. But then again, I mean, we saw Luke take on pretty fast when it came to Obi-Wan Kenobi, but yeah. you know, the, 
that they made it seem like she was advancing way faster than everybody else. But I, th- I think there's a reason behind that. Well, and, I think, yeah, okay. like I, I think that that the idea there is is almost kind of an adrenaline thing of just like mm-hmm. yeah. she's thrown into this crazy life and death situation. She's reaching out for whatever she can find. You know, it's not like oh, I'm consciously using the force. Right. Even even in the fight at the end where she actually is like, oh, I can try to use the force. It's it's not focused. It's completely right. undisciplined. She's just wildly reaching out for whatever she can find. Yeah. And right. and that you can't replicate. So right. put her in her training session and say, okay, now concentrate on doing this. And it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, bingo. I think you nailed it on the head. You know, and... I, yeah i'm just that that's what i'm interested about i think that's why she's got to be a skywalker like i that's why i think just has to be because of how advanced she gets with it and um i don't know i don't know i just i i hope i'd like to see a happy ending for luke in in this movie even though it looks like you know the the jedi have to end you know it's so but yeah i I don't know i i think i think she's obi-wan's granddaughter that's my that's my working theory. I would love I would lo- this is my that's my like realistic kind of look at it. My fantasy look yeah. at it is that she's related to Qui-Gon. Yeah, that would be interesting. That's what I really want is that she's like Qui-Gon Jinn's granddaughter. That would oh. like that would blow me away. Or even like great granddaughter. Yeah. I mean, he's been dead for 50 years ish. I mean, storyline-ish yeah give her mm-hmm. give or take because what it was 10 from one to two and then you yeah. know negligible from two to three a couple of years but then 30 to four and then we're saying another 30 to seven i think so 60 70 years at least. yeah so mm-hmm. yeah but in a you figure raise what 20 ish yeah i mean the same age luke was in, yeah uh, so mm-hmm. yeah yeah so grand- granddaughter like her mom would have been 40 about the time so i, I know like doing the math <laughs> on this <laughs> well i mean well i i, I like the theory that what if it was like a chart that they mapped out what if luke did get with somebody that was the obi-wan kenobi's daughter that maybe he didn't know about right. because we do know obi-wan kenobi has broken the the jedi thing before in clone wars when he fell in love true like he was ready to completely leave everything and you know until what happened to her he was he was like no this is i'm done with this i want to be in love and have a family like it's not that far-fetched if we if that would be a huge twist because you then you would have skywalker and kenobi family the blood you know as one in the whole like what kind of you know (laughs) <laughs> what kind of offspring would that be right know? just just how strong in the force like you thought anakin was was strong with the force holy shit but i mean yeah i mean my my working theory is that she might just be a child of the force like anakin was yeah that's what a lot of people but, think that she's just straight up reincarnation of anakin that was and, yeah that was the one that was that i loved was like a whole thing about how the idea of the chosen one wasn't a person but a spirit that kind of kept kicking on down the line yeah. right I mean, yeah that so be... that i mean that you know that then it would be luke going you are my father <laughs> i would you <laughs> god could you imagine if like that's how they spin this like if they're gonna keep doing it like kind of shot for shotish 
So The Last Jedi is like Empire, and instead they have this vision, you know, they have this shared vision of, of everything, and he just looks at her and goes, no, you are my father. <laughs> right. I would, that would be a trip. People would, people would lose their minds. Yeah, um, in, in 12 different ways. It'd be amazing. Right, they'd be like, what? <laughs> their mind would just explode. Like, how could that, you know, that would, oh, that would be... <laughs> that'd be interesting i don't know if they would do that because oh man but i don't i don't it'd be interesting to hear mark hamill try to deliver that line seriously because <laughs> <laughs> he would just start laughing in his yeah. laugh <laughs> so like like uh, he would say it and it would have to immediately shoot to ray <laughs> yeah like he could there's no way he could keep a straight face for it there's no way <laughs> exactly and i would be okay with that if, if that happened i would be totally okay with that because that makes sense in the story and it would it would totally make sense why she was able to get get into a cockpit and know how to fly it and do all this other stuff it was just intuition was all right there built into her right. so yeah that, that would be interesting yeah and, and to be fair we also don't know like the, she spent a lot of time on 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 i can't remember the name of the planet on jakku so mm-hmm. like we don't know you know she okay she we know she lives in a in a hollowed out walker and she can polish stuff and she knows how to ride a speeder what else mm-hmm. like you know she's been there for for pretty much what looked like almost all of her life so right. she's she's got to have learned some of this stuff she has to have had like an inkling of some of this in, right. in some way you could tell she's never obviously she was never off planet that was new to her she saw a green planet and that blew her mind but you're probably right like just tinkering around with with the the ships and stuff like that and pretending i guess and just probably listening to space pirates or whatever sure. you know i imagine she learned something um but you could tell it when 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 han looks over to her and she looks at han you could tell she's like yeah this is weird that i know this something's something but I think that I think that this is J.J. Abrams writing it. This is him putting in little question marks throughout the whole film that I'm sure you know they they pass the baton on to the next people. They're like, oh yeah, here's the answer to this this this. Put in the story, you know. Um, I imagine they mapped out most of the films before they even got to this one. If oh, that sure. makes sense. Yeah. 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 I I I would imagine that there's. Especially with with Kazdan in the room, I'm sure there was yeah. very much a here's here's the blueprint and here are the mm-hmm. here are the main bullet points. Here's what we know. Here's here are the the big signs we have to get to. How we get right. there is the fun part. That that we can have different writing teams do and all that stuff. But but we've got to hit. You know, <laughs> this is the parentage. This is 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 where this happens. This is where this happens. Um, but some of it's fluid, you know, like, like Poe wasn't supposed to survive. Like he was supposed right. to have died in that crash. And then they were, they were so impressed with him and every, like all the questions he asked and how involved Oscar Isaacs was, they were like, you know what? Fuck it. Bring him back. Like, he's, he's, yeah. he's really good at this. Oh yeah. Like that, that was what, when I, when I heard that, I was like, oh my God, if they would have killed him right then and there, that would have been so disappointing. Mm-hmm. Because I really liked his character. I that is one of my favorite scenes from the film is when, is when they both needed each other to escape, 
and they're in the cockpit and they become like best friends their chemistry right there yeah i was like this is awesome they're like it was like that scene in um stepbrothers where like did we just become best friends you <laughs> yeah. know like that that was perfect yeah <laughs> And I just, yeah. I, I loved him because he was just so real. He wasn't regimented. I'm only going to give name, rank, and serial number. You know, they've got him on his knees in front of Kylo Ren, and there's just dead air. And then there's, so how's this work? You talk first, I talk first. Yeah. Like, right. that's that's when you look at this character and you're like, oh, I love this guy. You know that was improvised? Well, I'm not surprised. And that's yeah. that's a case of where improv can work. And, yes. and I think, and it works because of the rest of his character. That is completely right. an in-character line. Like, it absolutely yes. works, no doubt. Right, yeah. And that's where, you know, kind of talk about what we're talking about with Han Solo. Han Solo is a established character. This is a brand new character. This is where they can experiment. The new characters you can experiment with because there's no expectation. There's no cemented lore and, you know, all these years of people reading books and everything else. Um, with him, it's it's fresh. You can you can do what you want. And, and yeah, that, it was on the commentary for the Blu-ray um and jj was like this part here he improvised because he didn't like it just worked for that scene instead of them being super serious he, yeah it, it broke the tension um and i thought that was because that's his character yeah like, he gets nervous and he he's he blurts out something like that that's um, and that's that's the you know somebody some people talk about you know a good actor and a good director will just stick to the script sometimes mm -hmm. it, it, a good actor is somebody who's so in character they just think like that character and you get you know, what would my character do? And in this instance, he did it, and it happened to work. And, you know, there's yeah. no telling how many of those times in every movie ever an actor does that, and they don't use it, because for whatever reason it doesn't work. But sometimes right. you get something like that, and it's just like, well, that was fucking brilliant. I mean, yeah, it's... it's. I, I want to see more of that in mm -hmm. uh the last jedi i i, I just want to see everything <laughs> in like a yep. two-hour movie i don't know how that's gonna work this this time two yeah. months ago she she couldn't have told you much of anything about star wars now look at look at the <laughs> training that i have accomplished yeah oh yeah absolutely absolutely it's yeah a and, it's a know, testament I, I, to the material man. it's it's really mm -hmm. engaging interesting fun storytelling yeah Oh yeah, and that, that's why I love these books that they're doing. Like the um, the new one that's coming out, the Inferno Wars or Squad, yeah, Inferno it. Squad, the Inferno Squad. Yeah, um, and I saw the actress. I don't have her name in front of me, but the one who's playing the main character in in the, in that game, she was on the Game Over Greggy show, and she talks about the book and how how much her character is laid out in that book. Um, so when you go into the game, it's going to have a lot more meaning for somebody uh, playing through that single player where it has enough for the game. But to have that lore behind it, to have that whole story of that squad and how they got together and then it picks up where the game starts, where, you know, everything kind of falls apart. Yeah. But I, I, that's what I love about that, that if you really want to go into it and know those those little parts that 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 kind of stuff you can go and dive into um yeah it's 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 the next thing for the the next thing for you sitting over here like <laughs> is you know we're we're gonna i'm gonna dig up one of the like clone wars must watch episode sheets because there's so much Cl clone wars is another one that was like we made all these episodes kind of like on a network schedule so there is a lot of filler 
and it's hard to just right. sit down and just watch it straight through. Mm-hmm. But then there's some of the books are fantastic, like Lost Stars. I think I talked to you about a little bit. Yes, it's Lost Stars is is fantastic. It's mm-hmm. it it it's the kind of book that would be awesome even if it wasn't Star Wars. It's just a really great, really well written young adult book. But the fact that mm-hmm. it's in the Star Wars universe and covers so much, like it basically covers the original trilogy span of time, and it's done right. so well and from such a different perspective that it's mm-hmm. it just adds to it. Yeah. And there's that other book that's coming out that I kind of wrote off immediately. I think it's called From Another Point of View. Okay. And it's like, um, yeah, from a certain point of view. Let's see here. Let me pull it up. Yeah, I don't think um, I've heard of this one. Or if I have, like, I did the same thing of just, like, I don't care. It's it's an anthology book. It okay. is 40 years, 40 stories. Okay. It's called Star Wars from a Certain Point of View. Um, it's an anthology book celebrating 40 years of the galaxy. So it's 40 years, 40 stories, and it tells a story from a different perspective from a background character throughout all the movies. That's really interesting. And yeah. yeah, yeah. And you have characters from the the movies and characters from like the the books, the extended universe. Um, so you have like even Ahsoka's in there. Nice. Um, yeah. So like that's awesome. I think. Very cool. Um, all right, oh, we are we are running up on a break here. Uh, I want to thank Chantel for being with us today. She's gonna duck out here. Thank Round of applause. Guys. I, I'm really interested. Like, awesome. I, I, See, there we go. We're adding to our to our podcast repertoire, and she'll be back. She'll she'll be back, especially like after this would be a great like grab somebody on your end. And have like a bunch mm-hmm. of people do like once the last Jedi comes out, we do like a special breakdown with you yeah. know more than just the usual two of us. Like that would be <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah, definitely, I can do that. Sounds good. Uh, that's a plan. Uh, but we are up on a break here. Uh, again, you're listening to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. When we get back, we're gonna maybe dig into some of this other news and talk about the long rumored SNES classic. We'll see y'all in a minute. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. And uh, we got some other movie news this week. Uh, we had a fair bit of Spider-Man news, too. I thought that was interesting. I'm so confused by this news. Are, are they in the MCU? Are they not in the MCU? Well, according to Amy Pascal, they are not in the MCU. They are not connected to the main uh, Marvel Comics universe um the 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 real confusion is whether or not tom holland is going to be in them or not they haven't like some say yes some say no and if he does show up in any of these then i'm sorry they're connected to the mcu whether you want them to be or not right like that's just how that works like Um, it's it's we get it maybe we don't see venom in any of the disney films that's fine that's one thing right but to come out and say like oh it is in a separate universe than spider-man the fuck yeah that's uh sony like i uh, as much as i love what they're doing with spider-man i do not love what they're doing with and i love the idea of what they're trying to do with the spin-off films because they've got some neat ideas. I like the idea of a Black Cat Silver Sable film. I think that could be really awesome. But the idea of how they want it to be like, oh no, these things are not connected whatsoever. I, you know, just, I I think they, 
I think the problem here is the rhetoric, because I think what they want to say is you don't need to follow the Marvel films to enjoy these films. These are not right. These are not part of our contractual agreement with Marvel films like they I think that's the separation they're trying for, but they're going about it in a really awkward way. And didn't didn't just like a week ago someone on or didn't wasn't it Feige that was like oh they're connected yeah yeah <laughs> so that's what's so confusing did he ever retract his statement or correct it I I don't know I didn't see I think maybe Pascal's statement was supposed to be some kind of clarification correction I I don't know Oy vey, it's so bad did you see the connection with Peter Parker though did you see the news about I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't say it because I don't know if it's considered a spoiler. But I don't. Yeah. Th- I don't think so because like it's been everywhere. Like if you haven't seen it by now, because it's it's right. a it's such a tiny thing. I don't really think it's a spoiler. I think it's a cute little Easter egg. I I adore it. I really do. Well, go ahead and say it. Yeah, it's the idea of like remember how some people kind of thought it would be cute if the little kid in Iron Man two. Who, who, like, stands there in a the mask and puts his hand out and almost gets blown away until Tony comes down to help him. What if that was Peter Parker? Wouldn't that be neat? Well, mm. apparently Tom Holland and Kevin Feige had what what was described as a 20-minute conversation. And and it was... And, and it included that. And they both mm-hmm. came away with saying, basically, yeah. They didn't really, like, confirm, confirm it. But it was just... <laughs> It was, from what I saw, it was more like, hey, that's a really cute theory that we're not actually going to disprove. No, I actually thought, yeah, I, I thought I read that they, they confirmed it, that, I mean, he's got the red gloves on, and he's got the mask, and he is in Queens, and yeah. he's at the appropriate age. So yeah. um, that that's really smart that they were like, hey, let's just put this here and maybe somewhere down the road, Yeah, you know. I, I I like that idea. I think it's because it's one of those things that if if it was never anything other than just hey he helped out a cute kid, it would have right. been fine. Like take like if you remove the idea that that's Peter Parker, it really t- it doesn't take anything away from the moment. It it right, only no. adds to it. I think that's great. I saw another funny one. It was like uh, Vin Diesel put out. It was like, hey, did you know that Groot was in the Marvel Cinematic Universe before Guardians of the Galaxy? And it showed like a picture from like Avengers where Thor strikes a tree down with lightning or something. I thought that was funny. Uh, Yeah. But who's okay? So who's going to be the uh, villain for the Venom film? Carnage. Awesome. They're yeah, they're pretty set on Carnage, which I think is kind of it. Like you can't really. You know, if you, the obvious villain for a Venom film is Spider-Man, but if they're not going to do that, then it, it, then it has to be Carnage. Have you been reading any of the Venom comics? I haven't. Okay. I started reading it because I wanted to get ready for the Venom, uh, the Venom verse or whatever. Yeah. And it's odd. It is Eddie Brock is in a relationship with Venom. That's how they kind of portray him. It's like he's in a relationship and he, he calls it his relationship and he's, and he goes to talk to a preacher about it. And they, he talks to the preacher as if he's talking about like, you know, 
like he's in a loving relationship or a you know non-loving relationship but you know it makes it seem like he's talking about i don't know some girl that he was in love with and he's talking to the preacher about how he should feel about this person coming back into his life that uh not only destroyed it but also made him feel like he was alive and he compared it to a like he literally called it a relationship um and and venom talks to him as if it's it's like a really destructive intense loving relationship where venom will not let anyone get in the way of him and eddie brock's relationship and eddie brock doesn't want anyone to get in the way of him and venom's relationship so it is it's fucking weird (laughs) but it's it's interesting i've read like three or four issues of it yeah on on the one hand though it does make sense i mean they were especially because they were bonded for so long right 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 it it makes sense like it is a weird it it is a weird kind of metaphor but on the other hand like i i can totally see it yeah 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 you see venom talk about his his other relationships and it's just you know and you know he's talking about how some of them were crazy and whatever and one of them was good like what's his name um the the thompson Flat, yeah, uh, flash, flash thompson yeah um but the guy he got on to after flash thompson was just another crazy person but he was he was it's venom talking as if like he's been dating people <laughs> it's, and then eddie is in the same same predicament he's like it's not been the same since 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 uh since we broke up and all this other stuff and it's 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 interesting but it's i wanted to get i wanted to catch up a little bit um uh so that going into the venom verse i i kind of know what's going on and where eddie brock's head is and everything so yeah yeah but it's it's crazy it's crazy but it's it's good it wasn't bad it was it was surprisingly good because i i usually don't read venom at all so i didn't know what to expect yeah i read i read some of flash's run back when when it was its own its own series Mm -hmm. around the 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 first relaunch the marvel now or whatever it was and yeah uh, he was in guardians too yes now that i didn't read like venom space night not stuff i did not read Um, Uh, see that's what i read i liked that that was fun because um at that point in time the the the, i don't know that much about the venom lore and we don't have to go too much into it but um at the beginning venom was just almost crazy like but then he you know the the symbiote wanted to be a hero he did not want to be a bad guy and so when he was with flash thompson that's why he bonded so well with him because he was like i want to be a hero i want to help um and when he bonded with the guy after flash thompson who was a crazy person he was like this isn't right. We shouldn't kill and do this kind of stuff. But even with, uh, and this isn't that big of a spoiler, with Eddie Brock, the Venom symbiote accidentally kills some people, and he's like, no, 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 no. Like you're not so like relax. Like when I when I go to punch somebody, don't put their head in the wall, kind of thing. <laughs> um, so it's kind of a, a a tug of war with like what's right and what's wrong, and and there's one scene in it, and this isn't that big of a spoiler. Like Eddie Brock wakes up with blood all over his hands and he's like, oh my God, what did I do? And Venom's like, I was, I did what I had to, to make sure that nothing got between me and you. And so it's, it's like this fucked up relationship, Mm. but yeah, it's, it's interesting. So I think we got what, a few more to go until Venomverse. I think so. Yeah. Cause they're doing, they're doing edge of Venomverse and then they're doing Venomverse and they, what was the thing somebody 
I forget who it was, whatever artist, I think, uh, shared a picture of, like, they're doing Gwenum. Yes. Like, from Spider-Gwen, they're doing Gwenum, and I was like, oh, that's, that's awesome. Like, cool, go for it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I, I don't know what, I don't know when, when that starts. Oh, uh, is it August? August, September? Yeah, okay, June, actually... When you're listening to this, Edge of Universe starts with with uh, issue one. Oh, nice, cool. Yep, and it has uh, Wolverine on the front. Yeah, um, well, because they've got X twenty three. Yeah, yeah, like that's what's gonna be weird is like seeing just how many, just how many different Venoms there can mm-hmm. be. Like that's gonna be really weird. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, fun, 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 fun stuff. Yeah, there was some Jurassic World news, right? Yeah, it got a title. Uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Uh, I love that name. Which which says to me, you know, we're going to go deeper into what happened originally. Like, I, I think this is going to mm-hmm. be more of like, oh, here's how it should have turned out, but it all just went horrifically wrong. And, and we're going to see more... It, it's it's so much this to me just conjures up all these images of of just like shattered dreams of like this yeah. is look at how sad it is that this just doesn't turn out and how all the the promise of just a great paleontological attraction turned into you know i mean we saw what d'onofrio's character was talking about of like weaponizing dinosaurs mm-hmm. like just the idea of like look how far we've fallen Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's weight to those words. I I like them. It, yeah. It, and you know it. It. Yeah. It, you know it 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 brings to mind exactly what you're talking about. And I think obviously like we're going to see, hopefully see the old park, all that other stuff, and this kingdom that has fallen and the ruins of it. And and I don't know. I'm excited. I'm I'm thrilled to see it. You know. Um. Oh man, I I I can't wait, dude. Yeah, because I I mean I I love Jurassic World, and I loved how it opened with with like we're gonna see this park, and they get to the park, and like they're they're shown around like everything, and my favorite like the best fan service line in everything like I think I've ever seen like this was when he goes when a kid goes running to the balcony and he's like I can't wait anymore and just throws him open and you see the whole park like that yeah that was just like yes thank you my god they understand right exactly um i loved that on the did you see the poster D- yeah um they have the they have the quote life finds a way yeah uh just yeah. It, it it well because you know they're bringing malcolm back so that's yep. doubly appropriate but it's also like what what else happened like did something get off the island that they don't know about so like are we gonna suddenly find like in the middle of some central american jungle like a group of raptors or something like yeah i mean the poster it's poster is kind of weird because the poster looks like almost like maybe ashes um are sparking up like yeah. it, it and so i that's what i maybe it's symbolism of like the from the ashes of the of that that comes something new so 
you know, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Like, do they get off the island? Do they do they venture out? And does life find a way on other islands or whatever? So I don't know, man. It, it, dinosaurs. Gabe just chalked this one full of dinosaurs. And it's going to, of course, have Chris Pratt back in it. Um, you know, so whew, I can't wait to see him, yeah, uh, him interact um, with Malcolm. Yeah. Oh, man, those two. God. And, you know, because embraced Alice Howard's going to be back in it. And, mm-hmm. and I, you know, her, her take on that will be interesting just to see, like, from the side, because she'll, you know, she'll come at it, it seems, more from a higher intellectual point. Like, she and Malcolm mm-hmm. could have the big philosophical discussions, and and mm-hmm. Chris Pratt could just kind of look at this from the the more grounded, like, no, I live in the world, like, I don't live in books, kind of, kind right. of way. But I, oh, I yeah. like, that's, those, yeah, that chemistry is going to be interesting. I want to see that. Oh yeah. Um, did I see that? Um, I thought I heard that. Uh, Bert Kreischer is gonna be in Jurassic World. Is that true? Who? No, maybe I'm. Who? Bert Kreischer, the comedian. The 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 guy who does the Russian bit. Really? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the uh the machine. No. Like yeah, that would, he, that would... he was here in Orlando. He was on a show called Tom and Dan's huge podcast here in Orlando, and um, I anyone listening, go listen to Tom and Dan. They're hysterical. They do they do so many episodes. They have the regular episodes, then they have their episodes for the BDMs, um, which is that's a, a phrase that I won't utter on here, um, <laughs> um. And then they do uh, one of their other free shows each week is a comedian that comes into town. They go to the thing. And what's great about their format is Tom and Dan, they're just like us, where they just sit and talk. So they can sit and talk for – just like the Nerdist. They can sit and talk to a comedian for a few hours, and the comedian doesn't have to like go over his bits or whatever. They just have funny conversations. And Burt Kreischer was one of the guys on it, and I could have sworn he said he was shooting um, that movie, but I, I could be uh, – or that he shot – I don't know that he has seen or something. I'm probably completely off with that. So <laughs> I, that would that, that would be really cool though. Like I like I just found out about him like two weeks ago. Like I think because yeah. I was on YouTube and like it recommended his bit on the machine, and I was like, all right, what the hell? It's three in the morning. Oh. I'm tired. Amuse me. And I'm watching this, and I was like, this dude's fucking hysterical. Holy shit, he's great. Oh yeah, like he has a whole bit where he talks about meeting Will Smith for the first time, <laughs> and the crazy thing is his stories aren't made up. Yeah, like his stuff about the Russian stuff, all completely true. I, like I, the people that were in his class were commenting on his stuff, like that asshole robbed me. Like this actually <laughs> happened, <laughs> you know. Um, and he talks about meeting like uh, uh, he talks about meeting the guys from Creed. <laughs> before they got popular and will smith found him will smith like uh that's how he became big he did this comedy tour thing and will smith heard him and invited him to go watch american pie with him and a bunch of hip-hop artists (laughs) (laughs) he's the craziest stories but he's 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 hilarious um i could have sworn i heard him say like we were filming uh, scenes from Jurassic World, but I, I could be completely wrong. And he also does stuff on the Travel Channel, so it might have tied into that. Yeah, because he has a thing called like Bert, Bert the Conqueror on the Travel Channel, that where he goes to like different uh, cities and st- amusement parks to to test stuff and be well, funny. Well, like him. he he was on an episode of The Shield. You know, I mean that was a long yeah. time ago, but like there is there's at least an acting credit there, if nothing else. Oh yeah. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. It, I don't know. It might, it might, I could be wrong. It, it might've tied in with, uh, his travel channel stuff, but, but, um, he's hilarious. I expect to see him in films cause he's really blown up in the last year or so. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. But I've kind of got us off topic there for a bit, but yeah, <laughs> dude, I mean, that movie's going to be good, especially, I think the fact that they got Jeff Goldblum speaks volumes and that that's going to bring back the nostalgia for the old ones um to him team up with you know uh howard and pratt that's gonna be great yeah yeah i can't wait to see that but uh, oh yeah we're, we're we're coming up on our last break here uh when we get back we're gonna talk about the snes classic see yes. just how many of our uh fantasy predictions we got right talk about some details uh when we get back uh, you're listening to we geek podcast on the n.fm see y'all in a minute Welcome back to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. Uh, got a couple, like, little brief things I want to do real quick before we get into the SNES. Um, they've they've greenlit The Conjuring 3 over at Warner Brothers. Cool. They they don't expect James Wan to come back and direct, though. Oh. So, yeah, rumors abound there. Um, and it may just be a scheduling thing. Oh, so, yeah. Dude's insanely popular right now. It makes yeah, sense. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> Kevin Bacon confirmed they are doing a Tremors reboot TV series at Sci-Fi, and that he will be back as his character from the original. Awesome! I like that was cool. Uh, they did a Tremors series on Sci-Fi like a decade ago, and it I from what I now I did not see it because mainly from what I heard uh, it sucked. So that's. Yeah that's unfortunate but there's it's one of those franchises that like there's such a bizarre kind of cult following for it like it's mm -hmm. it's weird like they did the last one as a vod movie and it still had it still had bert in it and because mm -hmm. i cannot remember the the actor's name to save myself michael something and it makes me crazy because he's been in all of them he's the only one that's been in all of them Right, and I can I cannot remember. He's the only one that answered uh, every phone call. Yeah, but but he's just, uh, Michael Gross. Thank you, thank you. Yes, and and he's just owned that character, and it's been great. Um, mm -hmm. So that's neat. Um, and something else I just saw, um, Disney uh, gave a thing about their D twenty three Expo, which runs oh. July fourteenth through the sixteenth, which mm -hmm. puts it um, less than a week before Comic Con. Um, and it's interesting because they're, uh, what's from here from the release, uh, attendees exclusive behind the scenes, look at upcoming releases like Ralph breaks the internet, wreck it Ralph Two, black Panther mm. and star Wars, the last Jedi. Um, among those name checked in the press release are star Wars, the last Jedi, black Panther, Thor, Ragnarok, Avengers, infinity war, uh, Pixar's Coco, uh, a Wrinkle in Time, and Mary Poppins Returns. So they're, mm. like, D23 looks, it sounds like they're trying to upstage Comic-Con, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's a thing, and that's going to happen. But cool. our, our other big thing this week was Nintendo confirmed they are, in fact, doing the Super Nintendo Classic. We, yes. We knew it was going to happen, like it had to. But uh, now... are you on any list to get it? I am. I am not. Uh, oh, I... dude, I have signed up for I've actually <laughs> I got it for the UK one. Like I put my information in and purchased it nice. as a pre-order. 
So who knows if it's actually going to be shipped to me. But um, for the Amazon one for the United States, I put my like you can set to be alarmed. Yeah. Uh, Best Buy, Walmart, GameStop. They got my name in the hat at GameStop to call me if it comes up nice. because I want this thing. Yeah, it's it's going to be I, awesome. Um, they've oh, yeah. they've announced uh, it's going to be uh, they're going to drop it on September 29th. Mm-hmm. It's going to be 80 bucks, which considering what you get is a hell of a deal. Um, the, Pro- the what's up? Oh, I was going to say the problem is, is it's only going to be available until the holiday season. Right. Yeah. Which is an extremely short period of time, uh, considering the NES classic was almost a year and year and a half. They had it out, um, which is crazy because they're like, we've learned from our mistakes. We're going to have a lot more systems, but it's like it's only going to be a few months. Yeah. I... Like three or four months. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. They must really be hurting on on production costs or something. I, I just I mean, this thing I... is just going to print money. I don't know why they're like, and it's a limited time only. Shut up. And and more people in the world want an SNES classic than they oh, do an NES classic. Because so let's much. let's face it, the NES had some great games on it, but they didn't have like, oh, I could see myself getting that. I think the SNES is the sweet spot for where gamers are right yes. now. Yes, yes, this thing will sell like crazy, and including since let's let's run down the lineup here, and then we'll see where like what we hit <laughs> and what we didn't uh, after after yeah. we go through. It's got twenty one games, uh, Contra three, the Alien Wars. Donkey Kong Country, Earthbound, Final Fantasy 3, F-Zero, Kirby Superstar, Kirby's Dream Course, Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past, Mega Man X, Secret of Mana, Star Fox and Star Fox 2, which was never released, Street Fighter 2 Turbo Hyper Fighting, which is basically like the the Super Nintendo edition, Um, Mm -hmm. Super Castlevania 4, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Super Mario Kart, Super Mario RPG, Super Mario World, Super Metroid, Super Punch-Out, and Yoshi's Island. Awesome lineup. This is a fantastic lineup. There is not a bad oh, yeah. game in this bunch at all. Um, mm-hmm. And and let's, you know, we'll go down the, the ones from your list that didn't, that weren't on here. And then we'll do the same for mine. Um... You had some interesting ones on here that I liked. Yes. Um, um, the Adventures of Batman and Robin would be the first one. Have you ever played this? I did, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're going to see a lot of those kind of games on my list. The um, side-scrolling beat-em-ups from cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aladdin. Um, you know, Aladdin was one of my favorite games from that generation. If you owned a Genesis or an SNES, you had Aladdin, and it was fun as hell. It's my probably my favorite Disney game. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Was Chrono, Chrono Trigger wasn't on their list, right? Yeah, and that surprised me. I yeah, that was the one that I like. What? <laughs> yeah, that was definitely the big one of like, how is this one not on here? Um, right. I I don't know if that's. I, I don't know if that's a a, a a company thing or or what because it's been mm-hmm. on other stuff since but right. like I just I that one surprised me like why not put Chrono Trigger on here exactly yeah 
<clears throat> yeah, so I put that one on there. I didn't play that one until later. I think it was on the DS that I played it, but yeah. it's just still such a great game that I was like, okay, yeah, I could see why people, when they played it on the SNES, would want to play that. Yeah. Um, um, I had Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong, or Donkey Kong Country and Donkey Kong Country 2. I thought 2 des- definitely deserved to make the list. Yeah, I think um, two, 2, I think a lot of people gloss over the sequels. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Donkey Kong Country Two was definitely a solid, a, a solid sequel, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Earthworm Jim, I think, was a great game for that generation. I, you know, you, I think you got it on both Genesis and on the, uh, yeah, the SNES. I mean, Earthworm Jim, just classic from that generation. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad they put Final Fantasy VI on it, though. That's that's worth the ticket price alone people yeah three uh the interesting hit yeah here's where we hit the problem with because six is not three right well i mean yeah final well the, the game in this on this console is final fantasy six they just call it three. Oh, so it's the actual really it's actually six yes okay because so final it's... fantasy three in the u.s was final fantasy six right yeah, okay. so that's okay. why they just kept the same name. Okay, so they left it... Okay, so, but then on, like, in Japan, is it going to be Final Fantasy VI? I think it's, it's Final Fantasy VI. Okay, see, that's where I was getting confused. Like, I didn't check which numbering it was. I just thought it was going Final Fantasy III never came out on the SNES. It was six that came out on it. Right, it but... Just, they, they called it three because we're American, and I don't know. Right, well, because <laughs> we, had, we had one... But then our two, like, like again, Final Fantasy two for America on the SNES was actually mm-hmm. Final Fantasy four. Right. Yeah. Right. It got, yeah. So we like got... They were like, eh, let's pick and choose what comes out over there and we'll just keep one, two and three to make it easy for them. Okay. So, okay. Now, suddenly now this makes a lot more sense. Uh, Cause I thought it was, yeah. I thought it was three, like actually three. Yeah. And six is arguably some people's favorite. Like, I think it's always yeah. a toss up between six and seven. And then some people say like 10. And and um, four, like you you know four. Was, right, right, right. Yeah, it's you couldn't have like I was glad like I would have gone with with four or six for sure. Um, right. I I I am glad that they did this. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I had Killer Instinct because I thought that was a fucking kick ass game. Yeah, I don't know if they could though with with Rare still doing that over at uh, at Microsoft. Oh yeah. Now. I mean, there's a lot of I have on here that I know <laughs> would never make the list, but I was like, that yeah. would be on my list um i had one of the kirby games the other one i didn't have um i had the superstar one which is the side scroller i believe it was Um, the uh it was the different games it was the one that had like five different kirby games in one right 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 um i have lion king which i thought was a great disney game right next to aladdin that was probably my favorite yeah I was so good. I had Mortal Kombat 2 and 3 because I loved those games. Yeah. I loved it. I spent hours playing them on the system. <laughs> I know they could probably never put it out. Um, man, I just wish, like, maybe uh, 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 who, who's the company that makes it? It was the, the Chicago company, Midway. They should just have, like, a Midway machine. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they're closed, so that's right. hard to do. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, Killer Instinct or Lion King. Uh, I had um, NBA Jam Tournament Edition. That would have been cool. Yes, um, Spider-Man and Venom, Maximum Carnage, which is another one of the side scrollers. True. Yeah, did you ever play that one? I did. Yeah, I love. Oh, yeah, man, that's awesome. So good, so good. Um, I Star Fox did not have Star Fox Two, but that's cool that Star Fox Two is a thing. I'm honestly not really into Star Fox on Super Nintendo, so I don't even care less about it. Well, it was but... like because it was so polygonal, like it's very right. wireframe. 
Right, right. You know? I knew it's like the one of the you know it, I I knew that had to make the list. Yeah, back in um, yeah back in the like when it came out, it was it was insane, but yeah. you know like it has not aged. No, no, <laughs> but you know for for the sake of like the history of the system it's got to be on there yeah mm-hmm. you know and i thought about putting um super mario all-stars on here but that would be kind of cheating but it's basically mario one two three lost levels and whatever yeah um it would have been kind of perfect i think i think they really should have just put it on there but um <laughs> uh i didn't put that on my list i uh put all the super star wars games on there super star wars empire and jedi um because all those games are awesome. It's side-scrolling Star Wars games. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. I, awesome. How did this not make the... This must have been a rights issue that they couldn't oh, get this on here. There's no way this doesn't... Without any sort of legal injunction, there's no way this doesn't make the cut. I was so, I was so bummed. Yeah, because that game is so much fun, and I love going to the art because I believe they made it into an arcade game, right? So yeah, uh, there's there's one of the arcade games I love going to and playing it. That, uh, but um, and also WrestleMania the arcade game. Yes, because that's just so much fun. It was, it was made by Midway, where it was basically like you know they had like crazy superpowers and stuff when they were uh, you know slamming each other and it was just it was it was like mortal Kombat but in a wrestling ring yeah like undertaker would hit you with a tombstone kind of thing absolutely like, it was i would yeah. i would kill for them to do this nowadays they Immortals. can have their 2k whatever 60 dollars game but throw me a bone with a 20 dollars game just like that with kevin owens uh, nakamura I'll I'll save you I'll save you twenty bucks. It's called WWE Immortals. It's a mobile no, but game. That's the that's not the same though. Know, that's straight up Mortal Kombat. I know, but like it's it's as close as you're gonna get, I think. I know, I know. I just I want an arcade in a ring where you can tag like that kind of stuff. Yeah. That I, I, it, I think there's space for that. There's room for that. Hell happen a mini game in the fucking 2k thingy for all i care but how about that trailer real fast you see the trailer for the game i i loved it up until they showed it with seth rollins like I, oh i i still loved it with seth rollins because he literally how it, it kind of doesn't make no sense because he has kind of taken a lot of people's other gimmicks right i <laughs> my thing is like i love the idea of like this is what your created superstar will do of like you're right. gonna say screw the past and be your own dude and then they were like oh it's seth rollins saying i'm gonna be my own guy blah blah, blah. i was like yeah like that's cool like it didn't make Is me that... hate like it didn't turn me off the game i was just like ah i i, I, well, I could have done without that yeah but aren't you doing some get what, whose movie is he doing from japan uh kenny omega he's doing kenny his, omega right? yeah he's doing his v trigger which right, is... and then you just got done doing Triple H. Okay, all right, yeah. you're your own guy. All right, what's your list? But no, Max uh, Landis was like, that's the best thing the WWE's produced in years. But yeah, go ahead. Here's... And he's a writer for them. He's yeah. something along the lines. But... They're, well, I mean, you know, their video packages have always been amazing. Like, no oh, yeah. no question. Um, yeah. My list, real quick, Um, I had ActRaiser because it was, like, just, I fuck, yes, I loved ActRaiser. Um, <laughs> Breath of Fire, because I was on an RPG kick and it was big. Uh, Chrono mm-hmm. Trigger, of course. Uh, Clay Fighter, I wanted to see because it was mm-hmm. goofy and awesome and I loved it. Uh, I had Earthworm Jim. I had, uh, to use the Japanese numbering, I had Final Fantasy 4 and 5. Um, mm. Either one of those, you know, they went with they went with 6, with 3. Cool, awesome, good choice. Um, mm-hmm. Joe and Mac because I thought if any duo needs a resurgence, it could be Joe and Mac. Um, 
Oh wow! I had I had the Lost Vikings because I don't think that game gets enough gets enough love. Uh, I had Mech Warrior uh, because again, like here's a way to have something come back. Like remember how awesome this was? Engage crowd reaction. Uh, I also had NBA Jam. I didn't have Tournament Edition, but I would have taken any edition. Like would have been awesome. Right. Uh, Pilot Wings because Pilot Wings 64 was a Nintendo 64 launch title. And I thought mm-hmm. that's like, that could be fun. Like it was pilot wings was kind of like an old school. Wii sports in the idea of like, you do all this different stuff kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Sim city, because come on, who doesn't love the old, the original Sim city. Um, yep. I, I also had the three super star Wars games. I had Tecmo mm-hmm. super bowl. I had, uh, I also had turtles in time, you know, again, come on. How does that not make it? Uh, and Top Gear, because it was the it was the first Top Gear was like the first Super Nintendo game I remember playing in my life, and hmm. like I so it was like it was kind of a nostalgia thing for me, but also because it was oh, awesome. Oh yeah, I played that. Yeah, see, now I remember, and uh, and I had a handful of them that actually did make the cut: Donkey Kong, Kirby, <clears throat> uh, Kirby Superstar, uh, Link to the Past. Because you know, duh, of course that was going to be on there. Like that was a no brainer. Right. Uh, Mega Man X, Secret of Mana, uh, Star Fox, the Super Mario stuff, Super Metroid, mm. Super Punch Out. I'm glad Super Punch Out made it. That makes me happy. Mm-hmm. That that was not on my list. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I didn't play it. Yeah. I just I love it. I'm glad. I'm glad it's on there. Um, it's a little, it's a little heavy on the racial stereotypes on occasion, but you know, it was a different time. It was the '90s. You could get away with Bob Charlie, and <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just. Uh, Right. But uh, yeah, so that's going to be awesome. Pre-orders will probably go up in the coming days. They may already be up by now. Who knows? Um, yeah, gonna... it's. I mean, UK, it's already up. Yeah. UK, Germany, where I think they're get, trying to get all those other places out of the way before they drop it on America, where yeah. they're just going to sell out in a few seconds. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I may look into that. But you um, know what? If you don't get one of these people, go out there and get a fucking Raspberry Pi because. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and no joke. And I mean, build, it's yeah. oh. and build your own based on ROMs that you've downloaded for games that you already own. Let's of course, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But yeah, I got my no. Super Nintendo sitting on my television. There you go. I still have. You I, know I, what? What? Real fast. Real fast. Put all of this out on the Switch, and I will buy every single one of them. Oh hell, hell yeah! Oh, in a heartbeat. Come on, are you kidding? That's all Nintendo has to do. For Put them all out on the Switch, I will buy every single one. Of yeah, them. for between three and five bucks a game, like Earthbound, five bucks. Yeah. Super Mario World, five bucks. You know, Star Fox, three bucks. Like sold, and done. And hopefully, it's alongside their twenty dollars a year plan, where you get this like Netflix style, where you actually can just download the games and play them for free because they're not free, but you know what I mean. They're right. part of the package. Um, that's the best of both worlds. But yeah. uh, if you offer them for sell as well, hell yeah, dude. Nice. Yeah. No, that yes. would that would be smart. But uh, see, so yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm going to go sign up for those newsletters uh, and check out this big PlayStation sale that I didn't know was happening right now. Oh, I, yeah. Hundreds I, of games. There's uh, week one and there's week two. Oh, shit. Great. That's what I need. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we're doing that. Um, we're still doing – there's a week left for shirts if anybody wants them. The order – like the goal – the new goal is full. So if you order them, uh, your card will be charged at the time you order. They're guaranteed yep. to ship. They'll start shipping – 
next Wednesday. They should somewhere in that time frame. Um, Sweet. Or they're or they'll be delivered by. It depends on when you order. I think because I ordered, I did mine last week, and like they'll be shipped as soon as the campaign ends. So it should be like next Wednesday, Thursday. They should start to ship at least. Um, awesome. They're down to what was the I forget what the price I said it at was. They're thirteen bucks. Uh, yeah. Plus, there's a it's it's a couple bucks shipping and handling. Uh, get one. They're awesome. Have it. Uh, we made a hundred episodes, so you're goddamn right. We got a shirt to celebrate it. Uh, yep. <laughs> and Ke- absolutely. Yeah. And Keenan did an awesome job. I love the art. Uh, mm-hmm. So I had to, I had to get one, um, and you know, keep your keep your ears open for stuff that we're going to be doing in the future. I know, I know, you've got some ideas, and that's mm-hmm. you know, that means I have to start coming up with ideas now. So we'll see, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Just you know, yeah, man, bigger, better, onward, more stuff. Um, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, always remember we're we're live adjacent on the n.fm every wednesday night at 9 p.m eastern uh you can find us on itunes and all your favorite podcast aggregators the following day uh check us out on itunes subscribe give us a rating and a review help us find a spot on the charts uh, or just to give us feedback you know that's awesome what can we change what can we do what can you like to hear um, you can find us on Twitter. The show is at We Geek Podcast. I am at the Logan Wit. Adam is at Adam Estep. Come find us, chat with us, send us your opinions on whatever it is we've talked about this week or stuff you think we should talk about next week. We're always open to ideas. Um, come find our Facebook group. We're We Geek Podcast. Uh, invite your friends. Join in the discussion. Uh, it's all fun. It's all awesome. Uh, and this is always a blast. And, Absolutely. Uh, uh, and send us emails. WeGeekPodcast at gmail.com. Questions, comments, concerns, topics. Uh, winning lottery numbers would be great. And I think <laughs> that'll do it for us. Captain? Captain? Captain?